Hey everyone, welcome to the NYCFC in Conversation podcast. I'm Jose Medrano from the club's digital team. Today I'm here with Keaton Parks. Keaton, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Sporting new hair today. <laughs> Tell us what inspired it. Um, so my roommate Juan Pablo or JP, he just got his done, and uh, I was just with him at the barber yesterday. And I mean, I like I like the way it looks a lot. So um, I was just like waiting there for him, and I was like, I asked the barber, I was like, you think it look good? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, let's just do it. <laughs> I think so it I looks good. For it. Yeah, I How like you it. feeling? I like it a lot. Cool. Yeah. Fans, let us know what you think. <laughs> um, cool. So just let's jump right in. Um, tell us, I like to start at the beginning. Tell us where you were born, where you're from, kind of your first memories of soccer. Uh, yeah, I'm from uh, Frisco, Texas, like uh, 30 minutes north of Dallas. And um, yeah, I mean, I've been playing soccer ever since I was like two or three. Um, I just jumped right into it. I played baseball, basketball. I played every sport growing up as well. Um, but I was always the best at soccer like compared to other sports and um both my parents grew uh grew up playing soccer so it was uh it was like always their favorite mm -hmm. and it quickly became my favorite along with my brothers and sister as well so um we all just played soccer a lot and i've been playing soccer ever since i was a little kid was there when was the moment what age did you start to think like oh i'm, I'm pretty good like maybe this is a, a thing i can do professionally yeah so uh i signed why well, didn't sign i started playing for this coach when i was like eight or so and um when i was like 11 or 12 he like I had, I had met him, like I had learned a lot about him. He used to play professionally in Portugal. So he told me when I was like 11 or 12 that he could get me to Europe if I wanted to play professional soccer. And he he saw the potential in me at an early age. So he told me that uh, early on. And I don't know if I believed it right away, but I was, I mean, like I trusted him. So I always like trained with him and, and grew up playing with uh, for him. So uh, I just I just continued on that path and he got me to, got me to Europe mm -hmm. and got me to Portugal. What's his name? You want to give him some credit? Arma Armando <laughs> Palaez, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, what teams were you following back then? What was it like when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, growing up, I was a big fan of Barcelona for the most part. Um, my coach taught us the possession style of football and tiki-taka and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was always a big Barcelona and a Messi fan. And then, and like Xavi and Iniesta, of course. And then um, recently, or not, not recently, but like I started playing for a club in, in Frisco called uh, Liverpool as well. So I became a Liverpool fan, and I'm mm -hmm. a like I'm a big Liverpool fan now, and I love to follow them and watch them. Any players you were modeling your game after? Were you watching MLS, U.S. national team? Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit uh, national team. Um, of course, big fan of Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey growing up as well. Um, Landon Donovan, especially, he was like he was like the big one for all of us kids because he was playing in England and stuff, and he was scoring lots of goals in the MLS and in England and and for the national team and. Mm -hmm. Um, he was an idol for, I would say, like all the all the young American kids growing up. Um, but then especially like Messi, Xavi, and Iniesta were, I was a big fan of them as well. And uh, um, Xavi and Iniesta are probably still like the greatest midfielders to ever play. So I like to, I like to watch them and I like to to model my game after them a little bit. So you're playing under Armando. Tell us about the move to Portugal. How how does that come about? Yeah. So in high school. Um, we had our leagues back home in, in Dallas or in Frisco. And then um, during the summer, whenever our league was off and we were out of school, me and his son were, he would bring us to Portugal and we would train with different teams there and stuff. Um, so after my sophomore year was the first time I went and we met an agent at one of the trainings that we had. Um, and he like, he liked us and he, he brought, like he had more connections there in Portugal. So he brought us to other teams as well. And then, um, so like I went back the next summer after junior year and then I graduated a semester early, and then I went there in February of 2015, and I was I had trained there for three months um, while I was still 17, so I couldn't sign. And I came home, 
And then in the summer, I went back for like preseason with this with the, the club Varzim, and then I signed there um, in in twenty fifteen, right after I turned eighteen. So, so you going over there in the summers, you got a taste of that, and you were like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm getting there. Like, what was your mentality then in high school? Yeah, I mean, um, it was really cool for the time. Um, I mean, I was getting vacation, not really vacation, but I'd go to Portugal mm-hmm. for three weeks and train and and meet all these new coaches and players and stuff, and and get a feel of Portugal. Um, and then, like, I would say even after high school, when I was going there to sign, I guess I was still scared, you know? Like, it was during the summers, it was like, oh, I know I'm going home in three weeks, you know? Like, I'm going to go see my family and stuff. But um, when I went there and, like, to sign, sign, mm-hmm. I was like, probably wasn't going to go home for the next six months. So I was like, it, it was still like a, oh, dang, like, this is, like, real now. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna be here. I'm going to be living here now, so. And, and tell us more about that. What was it like? Culture shock? You know, a lot of people don't think about that when a player makes a move. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you have to leave your family. You leave everything. Yeah. Like, what was that like? I mean, it was hard. Uh, so me and me and Armando's son, who's also named Armando, where um, we got to sign together at least. So we we got to live together and everything. So that made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. He um, understood Portuguese. He speaks Spanish fluently, and then he learned Portuguese really quickly. So that helped me a lot because um, it's, it's still taking me time to uh, to learn Portuguese yeah. after four years there. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it it was really nice having him there. But for sure, not easy. I mean, I had never lived on my own, and it was my first time in. Portugal you know like I couldn't speak I couldn't really speak to anybody like so it wasn't it wasn't easy at all uh, at all and it was hard like being away from my family and friends and stuff for the first time and so yeah it was it was a it was a big step and uh, it wasn't easy always and then on the field playing what was it like to be an American kid is, is it different uh yeah I would say so um especially when I first went to Benfica I, I signed there in 2017 and I went I started training with the B team right away and uh so I learned this at the end of the season, like my first few training sessions were like, I guess like just at the beginning of the season, like I guess some of the players like were like, oh, he's just an American kid. Like he's not that good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we'll just like push him around and stuff. And like, I didn't know that at the time, but like as the season went on, like I started like performing well and like becoming friends with all the players. So I, I found out one of the guys was telling me, he's like, oh yeah, dude, a bunch of the guys like didn't like you when you first came here and stuff. So like, I just thought it was funny. Cause like I was all friends, I was friends with them after that. Um, but yeah, like, so I found out that like I they do look at Americans differently, um, probably less now at this point with like Pulisic and, and Weston McKinney and uh, all these guys like making a name for themselves in, in the biggest leagues in the in the uh, in the world. So um, yeah, I think it's probably going down uh, as American soccer grows. But uh, yeah, for sure it was it was a little different, like just as an American being there. And you mentioned when you started playing with Benfica, that moment when you got the news that you're gonna sign with Benfica. Yeah. yeah. Like what goes through your mind? You're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, no, I mean it was, it was definitely like, I don't know, uh, like it was just a really good feeling, you know, like like a dream come true, you know. Um, like growing up, I guess I didn't I didn't hear a lot about Benfica, but like, like as I got older and like started watching soccer more and learning more about soccer, I learned like they're like the top club in the world or um, definitely one of the largest fan bases in the world. So, uh, I mean. It, it was like just the feeling of like having your dreams like come true, like you signing one of the biggest clubs, and like especially when I got to make my first appearance in the stadium with in front of fifty thousand people, it was, it was just like an amazing feeling, and it's I mean like it still is to mm-hmm. this day. So amazing. Uh, what do you think in general as a soccer player? You know, young kids will always ask biggest advice or whatever. Yeah. What were some of the biggest lessons you took away from the time in Portugal, and and some of the best advice you could give? Yeah. Um, I would say like the biggest like thing I took away is just like always be confident in yourself. Um, there's like there'll always be players like on your teams that that maybe like 
don't respect you as much or, or don't think you're like have a lot of quality, but everybody has their own opinion, you know? And like the really, really the only opinion that matters is, is the coach's opinion, like whether or not he likes you, he's going to play you or not. Um, I think the, the whole like lesson is that you signed at whatever team you're at, you signed there for a reason because somebody likes you and they like see quality in you. And if you like go to this team and you like start taking everybody else's opinions and try to change your playing style, then like you might, you might not, they might not, not like you after mm -hmm. that, you know? Um, so I think like just have confidence in your and your style and like how you play already when you go to a team and just keep that style and, and keep that confidence in yourself because that's you're there for a reason and you just got to keep growing on that. It's mm. great advice. Uh, okay, this is a big big question. I've been wanting to ask you for a while. All right. <laughs> Why do you wear Keaton on the All back right. of your jersey and not Parks? Yeah, so at Varzim, um, they were I mean they were asking us like for what number we want and stuff like that. And uh, so I have Arzim, I was actually number six. It was like the best number that was like available. And that's like a midfielder's mm -hmm. number and everything. Um, and, but they never asked me what name I wanted on the back. I mean, I and like, I just didn't think about it because like I never like put my name on a right. jersey before. <laughs> so like, I just didn't, I didn't say anything about it. And then I showed up at the first game and my, it was just Keaton. And I was like looking at it, I was like, well, this, this is pretty cool. Like, Because <laughs> Porks is kind of like a, a more of an Asian name too, like Park or Parks. Mm. But um, yeah, so like I was seeing, I was like, Keaton, I was like, all right, all right, it's pretty cool. Like. I'm, like, I'm just not going to say anything. I'll just keep this <laughs> this season, you know, at least. And I went to Benfica, and they didn't ask me about it either. Like, they just assumed, like, that I chose that or whatever. And, like, I think it's pretty cool. And, like, that's how people know me now as Keaton. Um, at the national team, they did put Parks on my jersey. Um, but I think that's cool, too. Like, I think I get my clubs, Keaton, and then my national team jersey is Parks. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, everybody knows, like, the whole name, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was just they chose it for me and like i just because i just didn't like know that i needed to tell them differently and it's just been like that ever since i thought it was like a little brazilian influence Maybe yeah, people bit, thought you were brazilian bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um keep them guessing and you talk there about the national team um how tell us about when you found out that news that you were going to call up into the camp and then the moment when you make your debut yeah um I mean, just getting the call up was was a big deal for me. Um, I had been to one U20 camp before that. I think that's it. I think that's the only other camp I had been to. And like, I always wanted to play a national team growing up, you know, and uh, like, as you keep getting older and older, it's like, it gets harder to get on those teams, you know? And like, at the youth ages, I think they look a lot into the academy teams and stuff like that. And I never played academy. So I think I definitely flew under the radar for the most part. And then, um, when I was in Europe and like making a name for myself, uh, they they started to notice and they brought me in for that U twenty camp. But whenever they whenever they call me in for the first team, it was just like like jaw dropping, you know. Like like I, I was getting this opportunity to play for like and represent like the best soccer players in the U S. You know, so um, it was really cool. Um, just getting the email, seeing that information, and like seeing like, like dang, and like flying there, like dang, I'm about to go like meet like all these national team guys, the coaches, everything. Um, and then the, the game was amazing because it was in Philadelphia. So a lot of my family or almost all my family flew out for it. And then my high school coaches were there. My Armando was there. Everybody flew out for this game. And it was just like, it, it was just awesome. Like I got a sub in in like the 60th minute. So I got a good amount of time. Um, I had a couple chances kind of near the goal. Um, so it was just really cool. And then they were all sporting Benfica jerseys in the crowd. And it was, just, it was like, it was just like the most amazing like experience for me. What? did that do for your mentality for like the stage of your career you were in like does that change like how does that change you how does that change your goals and stuff like that yeah I mean it's just super re rewarding you know like I've been working so hard for this my whole life and 
and to get that opportunity to represent the, the United States. And it's just a super rewarding feeling. And, uh, and I mean, it makes me just, it makes me want to work that much harder to, to be able to continue on the national team and get call ups and, and play games and represent the country. And, um, hopefully I can represent the U23s next year in Tokyo and then be the first team in the future for, for world cups and everything. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very rewarding feeling. And then I just want to like work that much harder to make sure I, I can stay there. Mm. Awesome, man. And then, so from Benfica, you come on loan here. What went into that decision? And then tell us a little bit about just how your time here has gone. Yeah. So, um, this is last year at Benfica. I just I was playing a lot with the B team, and I'm, of course it's a high quality. The second division is very good there, and we were doing really well. We had a, we had a, a lot of talent in the team, a lot of young kids, but we were playing really well. And um, like I was just I just wanted to get those first team minutes, you know. And it, um, the team, the first team was playing amazing. Like they were they were getting results and everything, and it was it was just hard to like get my uh, get my foot in the door there, you know, to really get on the field uh, this last season, and. Um, I think it was just that that time in my career where I needed to start uh, playing first division minutes, you know, and uh, I signed with a new agent back in September or November, and he he had the connection. He was an American agent from Wasserman, and so he had the connections here in the in the U.S. and he started uh, talking to me about New York City FC, and I mean, like, what an amazing like place to play, mm -hmm. you know, like New York City, like the like one of the biggest clubs in the in the league, you know, so. Um, I was I, I was excited when I heard that, and then uh, they were showing a lot of interest, of course. And I I got to talk to Claudio and everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was it wasn't that hard of, of a decision. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I I believe in myself, so I knew if I came here, I could I could fight my way onto the starting eleven and everything. And uh, so I mean, coming here and being able to play back in my home country, and then also just get first team uh, first division playing time and stuff, um, all played a part in my decision for sure. And then. Ever since I've been here, it's been amazing. I, I I love like I love the all the staff and the coaches and the players and everything are, uh, about like the club itself and uh, it's been amazing. The training facilities are are great. Playing in Yankee Stadium was really cool. Um, still haven't been to a baseball game in Yankee Stadium, <laughs> but I've been to plenty of soccer games there. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been awesome and I, I've loved every second of it. And then when we look at your year, you know, first half of the year it was a little difficult for you to break in, and then. It clicks you, you know that open cup game maybe, yeah. um, and then you lock down a starting position. What was the year like uh, behind the scenes? Where, what was your mentality? Were there like specific training sessions or something that you can point to where like, hey, it started to click? Yeah, um, for sure. Not getting playing time was hard, um, and you could talk to any of the players about this. Uh, we're here to play, you know. So like, not playing is is the hardest thing in soccer. Um, I'm, I didn't always have a great attitude about it. Um, I would get uh, angry during trainings and stuff and like maybe not try as hard because I was just like down and I, I just wanted to play, you know. Um, but I had, I had conversations with Dome and Claudio a lot. Um, and then especially in LA, in a training session in LA before our game against the Galaxy, um, Dome came up to me and he said, like after after the training session, maybe I was performing well or whatever. And he told me, um, you're so close to, to getting into the starting 11, like just keep working the, the way you are. And I think that really like it really clicked like that he's noticing me, you know, mm -hmm. like that he that he is watching us. Um, he's not just paying attention to the starting eleven. And I think um, I think maybe I got that in my head. Um, I'm sure he's been, he was watching us the whole time, or he still is watching all the guys that maybe don't get a lot of playing time. But um, that that for sure like really clicked for me, and I was like, dang, like okay, I need to I need to just. 
keep focusing and keep working toward this. And whenever I get my opportunity, which which happened in the Open Cup, I, I got to take it. And uh, I mean, I was fortunate to score two goals in that game, which is like obviously like a, a big thing. And like he has to play me in the next game, right? He's not going <laughs> to put me on the bench after that. And I just have to keep performing and, and keep uh, keep helping the team. And I think I've done that uh, pretty well so far. So. Uh, yeah, just just that that little thing that he said to me after a training session was was really big for me. Mm, that's probably another big lesson for kids, right? For yeah, kids. yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's not always easy. You can't you get in your head sometimes, and that's just normal. But um, yeah, you just have to you just have to keep working hard, and things will fall into place. I think. Yeah. So you've been playing alongside Maxi Morales. Yeah. You're six <laughs> foot four. He's five foot three. Yeah. He's you know one of the best number tens, if not the best in the league. Yeah. What has that been like? What have you learned from him? Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's definitely the best number 10 in the league. Um, of course, he's a small guy, but I don't think anybody sees him as that. Not not even anybody in the crowd that watches him play. Um, you can tell from the first minute that he has a big personality and a, and a big uh, impact on every game that he plays in. And uh, I've I've learned so much from him. He He's he's not just, he's like an older guy. You know, he's a lot of experience, plays in, played in Italy and played everywhere. and. Um, he could just be out here like whenever we have the ball, you know, he works hard offensively, but but this guy works hard every second of the game, defensively, offensively. And I think that's just like like a big like a great influence for like us young players, you know, like this guy's been working hard for I don't know how long his career has been, like fifteen years, yeah. right? And and every like every single day, every training session he's working hard and and trying to trying to do better for himself and do better for the team as well. And um, I think that's just a huge lesson that that we can all learn from, and and it's really like it's just like it's amazing. It's like an honor to play alongside this guy. And your style, I think, is very you know that sort of Maxi's like possession, yeah, quick yeah. feet. Um, is that is he helping you improve that as well? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think him and and the whole team as well. I think uh, I think our whole playing style, like as a team, is has been really well like possessive. You know, like possession and tiki taka yeah. and stuff like that. And I can um, you can definitely see that in a lot of the goals we scored yeah. this year. Um, so I think, yeah, I think he's a, he's a big part of, of why we play that way. He's like a huge leader and he, and he gets onto you if you're, if you're not playing mm -hmm. like that, if you're kicking the ball or whatever. Um, but him and ring and, and all the guys, Anton, like even Brad and, and Sean, like our, our goalkeepers, you know, they always want to keep the ball and play possession. And I think that's, that all plays a huge role into why we're, we're so successful as a team. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think Maxi is like probably like the head guy of, of that, of that style, you know, so. And you mentioned a little bit, but it's a diverse group. Yeah. Uh, really like New York City is, right? Um, what has that been like for you on and off the pitch? Yeah, I think in the beginning of the season, so there's a lot of new guys this season. So um, maybe that played a role in it too. But I think at the beginning of the season, we were kind of broken up into like different cliques, you know, like we had like the American guys and then like the foreign guys are were broken up. But I think I think as like as a team and like as the year has gone on, we've, we've grown so close to each other and like from from like all the guys, all the foreign guys and all the American guys, I think we can, we're like, we can all say we're good friends now. And we hang out a lot outside of, outside of trainings, outside of games and stuff. Um, I think it's just been, I think that just plays a huge role into why, why we're so successful. Again, we have a, like a chemistry that like, is just amazing throughout the team. And uh, I think like the diversity definitely played like um, a role at the beginning of why we, maybe we weren't so successful. And mm -hmm. as we've grown closer, it's, it's definitely changed for us. So. How do you think that broke down or, or like how did the union start to happen? Um, I'm not sure. I think 
I, I don't know. I think it's just like the attitude of all the guys. Like whenever we were, whenever we were struggling and getting tie after tie, you know, we weren't, we weren't getting the results we wanted. I think it's just the attitude of the guys. Like everybody knew, like we need to change something, you know, and we need to, we need to do something different so we can start winning these games that we, that we deserve to win, you know, because we definitely have the talent. Um, so I think it was just, it's just like the group of guys that we have and like the mindset that everybody has, it just all like comes together, you know, eventually. And, uh, I think that's, that's what, that's what's changed and that's what, how it worked out. Yeah. So that struggle kind of unified us. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Same director. For sure. Amazing. Um, change the subject a little bit. We, we saw some of your cooking skills or lack <laughs> yeah. thereof yeah. in that Goya cook-off you yeah. were a part of. Um, that made me curious, like, what's your refrigerator look like at home? Like, what do you, what do you cook? In? Do you cook? Like, what's it like yeah. when you go home? <laughs> no, my fridge is pretty full. I, I try to cook a lot. Um, more recent, like, so my girlfriend just moved in. So we get a lot of, like, frozen meals as well, like from Trader Joe's and stuff. But, uh, so she does most of the cooking now. But before me and JP, we would, we would look up Pinterest recipes. And we, <laughs> but, so like, we would get all the, like, the ingredients and stuff. We would cook, you know, like, we would make, like, big dishes and, like, good dishes and stuff. Um, that Goya, that Goya video. <laughs> all right, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not a, a talented cook in any way, <laughs> talented chef in any way. But uh, I, I know what I'm doing. Like I, I understand like how to do everything. Like I'm just slow at it, you know. And and a, a cook off, you have 30 minutes yeah. or whatever, whatever the time limit is. Like all right, I, I like, I'm not gonna, I'm definitely not gonna get it under that time limit. Anything, I'm not gonna give you anything good. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if I have a recipe in front of me, I can put it together pretty well and like make a nice dish. But I'm not gonna like create any of my own dishes or anything. Okay, like so that. you're better than that. Yeah, and that showed. Yeah, cool, cool. So you're surviving. <laughs> yeah, enough. I just I do it slow, like chopping up peppers and stuff. Like I'm not great at it, but like I can do it if I take my time. I'll get it done. You know, it just take me. It'll take me the 30 minutes though. Um, in general, besides that, how's it been living in New York City? It's been really cool. Um, I really haven't done a lot of the sightseeing, actually, because, um, like, we have training every day and stuff, and then it's just, like, I just want to hang out in my apartment and stuff. But uh, I've seen a little bit of it, and when the times that I do get to go into the city and, like, the team events and that we have and yeah. stuff, uh, I, it's amazing. Like, there's so much to do here, and there's, like, so much shopping and, and great food and stuff like that. So um, it's been really – it's been really cool. Um, it's been cool to see like stuff I've seen on TV, you know, like yeah, yeah. like every show and movies in New York City. So it's just cool to like relate that all all of that stuff to something like Home Alone. Like yeah, when yeah. I first went to Rockefeller Center, I was like, oh, this is where <laughs> where uh, Kevin uh, saw the Christmas tree and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just cool to like relate it in that sense. Cool. Um, and now we're you know we finished top of the East, preparing now in the midst of a playoff run. Yeah. Um, how are you and the rest of the team feeling? What's the mentality right now? Give us some insight into that. Yeah, I think the mentality is a, is just confident. Um, I think we're just going to do the same as we've done all season, or at least like the second half of the season for sure. Um, like I said, we we did struggle at the beginning of the season a little bit, um, but we came together, and, and ever since then, I think we've been putting up great performances and obviously getting great results. And I think we're just going to keep that mentality and, and confidence and attitude going into this end of this playoff run and hopefully win the cup does the team feel really confident do we feel like this is this can be our year i think so yeah i think i don't think anybody has a doubt that that we can win that we can win the cup um i think it just it's gonna it's gonna take all of everybody's effort um from the staff the coaching everybody down to every single player yeah. even if you're not playing you know um so i think i think everybody knows that i think it's gonna 
I think it's going to work out. <laughs> cool, man. Let's hope so. Um, cool. So we're getting to the end of this. I like to end with a round of superlatives. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you a category. You give me who you think fits that from the two. All right. First one, let's hope none of these get you in trouble. <laughs> Class clown. Uh, probably Ben Sweat. Yeah? Yeah. Why? What's he like? I don't know. Like, this guy is just all over the place, so always trying to crack jokes and stuff. <laughs> and I think in training and stuff, he, like, tries to keep you serious. But uh, definitely out of sight of training, it's it's hard to have a serious conversation with him. <laughs> uh, who's the teacher's pet? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll go with Justin, I guess. He's like the youngest guy, you know, so like he's probably just trying to please them like because he just wants to get playing time, <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, which, is, which is normal, you know. I love Justin, but quiet. Just, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most talkative. Oh, um, Eben. <laughs> um, who talks the most? Let's see. I don't know. Me, I would say I, I talk a lot. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, who talks a lot? Maybe me, maybe me or Ben. Seb, maybe. I guess all of us. We have like, I mean, we talk a lot. Like we talk, like like to joke around and, and talk. So yeah. Quietest. Evan, let's go. Yeah, Evan's pretty quiet. Who has the best style on the team? Uh, I would say Seb or Mata for sure. They mm. have they have the most swag on the team. Worst style. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Anton. <laughs> and uh i mean i don't know anton like dresses kind of european and like like i like recognize this stuff from portugal and stuff but i would say i don't like his style <laughs> okay um who is the best who has the best bromance on the team um i don't know maybe i would say me jp and, and luis uh, me and jp are roommates but then we hang out with luis a lot as well mm. and i think like I don't know. We've become really close this season. So yeah, I mean, if you, you dyed your hair together. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I give you the crown. <laughs> All right, this one might get you in trouble. Who's the messiest? Who's the messiest in there in the locker room? Messiest. I don't know. That's a hard one because a lot of people aren't that messy. Ben is the least messy. He, he kind of OCD. So he, <laughs> he like keeps everything organized. Um, hmm. Well, for me, so like Mata sits kind of near me. I think he kind of leaves his shoes out on the floor of the locker room i think it's mata um so for me like that's what i noticed the most but i, I wouldn't say our locker room is very messy okay. everybody's pretty good about their stuff that's yeah. good yeah it's a good political answer <laughs> <laughs> all right man thank you so much yeah of course appreciate the time thanks for having me good luck the rest of the playoffs thank you